Good afternoon, uh, Sales Academy followers, listeners, uh, Facebookers, podcasters, YouTubers, and the platform formerly known as Twitterers, you know. Welcome and thank you for being here for today's musing. Today's musing uh, is is one I hope will resonate with you and I hope it will create a level of discussion and debate. And more importantly, I hope it will create a level of self-reflection in you because it certainly did and does in me. So today's musing is I am an imperfectionist. I am an imperfectionist. So I hear too many people telling me that they're a perfectionist. And it's like a confession thing. And sometimes it's like a badge of honor. Sometimes it comes with stigma. Other times it comes with a status symbol. You know, it's like, I am a perfectionist. Yeah, that's why, you know, it's, I struggle with it. This is why I procrastinate so much because I'm a perfectionist. So I'm like, no, no, you're not. What you are, are afraid of the emotions that you're going to have to go through by doing some of the things that you don't want to do. Because in everything that we have to do, there's stuff that we don't want to do. And because of that, it drags up emotions or there's stuff that we've done in the past where we've dropped a ball or made a mistake and it pulls up memories and emotions. It's like, and we don't want to have to lean in and face those those emotions. So what does Adam Grant say? He talks about um, imposter thoughts, not imposter syndrome, but imposter thoughts. Those are those imposter thoughts creeping in. And if we allow them in and give them space to, to, to grow, and we feed and water them. They grow into much bigger things, right? Nine times out of 10, those things are excuses or avoidance of the stuff that we kind of need to go through. So um, I am not a perfectionist. I am the anti-perfectionist. So I am an in-perfectionist. In-perfectionist? In. in. See, even that, I don't know. So that makes me, that, that just makes the point, all right? So I don't need things to be perfect to get out there. And I want to challenge you on this. Seven out of 10 is the new perfect. If you're If you're launching a new product or a new service, if you're, um, building a new brand and stuff, or you're looking at a website, or you're you're trying to put some social media content out there, but you're waiting for it to be perfect. The news flashes; it never will be. And if you genuinely think or believe that people are out there waiting for you to put that next post up so they can ridicule or mock you, then I think you're living in a world of of higher self importance, and you need to. And let that in a sec. You know, it's like. We're all too busy to notice a lot of the time, which is why you can put loads and loads of content out there and not necessarily get the response or the feedback that you want. So is your content landing? Is it resonating? Is it hitting people in the spot that they need it to hit or you want it to hit or they need it to hit, right? So it's like the freedom from being an imperfectionist is that I don't worry about stuff in that way. I don't um, paralyze myself or get tied up in knots about letting something go I, I'm, I make mistakes on my social media posts all the time people mess me go there's a spelling mistake and i thank them for it and i correct it but it doesn't bother me and i'm grateful that um people give us that feedback i'm open to the feedback and i receive it but i don't sit there going oh i better not put another social media post up because i screwed the last one up that's not how it works all right it's about the journey not the destination i've talked about this before in a previous podcast we've got to fall back in love with the journey Right, we set goals and we set focuses and we set outcomes. We've got an idea of what we want to achieve in our career and what we want to achieve as a parent and what we want to achieve as a as a husband or a wife or a partner and stuff. We've got what we want to achieve in business or in our career, in our job. So we've got all these things, but we spend so much time focusing on the end bit that we're not enjoying the mistakes that we're making along the way. We're not enjoying the learning and the growing by doing things, right? So and we were talking about this on Sunday on the training we went. I was like, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. We want confidence, but 
we want confidence to do this thing, but actually you can't get confidence to do that thing until you've done that thing. So it's like, if you look at your comfort zone outside of it is where you really grow, but how you get to that point is, and Charlie said this beautifully on Sundays, you've got to get right to the edge of your comfort zone and stand in it, stand on the edge of your comfort zone, feeling the uncomfortable feelings that you're going to be feeling, right? Leaning into that, expecting it, embracing it, welcoming it in because that's where you're about to grow and i, and I said um i've said this before but i remember when i at gloucester swim bass gloucester leisure center years ago they used to have a high board and the very first time i jumped off that oh man I, i'd gone up there god knows how many times and not done it i climbed to the top and i jumped off the other ones but god there's something about that top diving board and when you stand on the one just below it it's probably only 10 feet higher than the one you're on but so it doesn't look that high from that one. And I could jump off that one all the time. But going up to that next one, looking down, it was weird because you were close to the ceiling, the rafters and the metalwork of the ceiling. And you look down and the water looks extremely different. And I see myself going. I'd stand on the edge of the diving board and I'd, I'd visualize myself going and visualize myself falling into the water and hearing all the noises in the leisure center and the screams of the laughter and the joy and all sorts of stuff i could feel myself doing it but i didn't i pulled myself back every time because the fear of it was pulling me back so but standing on the edge of that diving board i grew in confidence that i can do this and when i actually took that leap and this is the thing right regardless of perfection or anything else when you're learning and growing and on a destination highway you are literally taking leaps of faith all the time. You try something new. You start a new hobby. You start a new business venture. You start a new marketing thing. You do whatever. You are taking that leap of faith and then you're perfecting it as you're doing it. You're getting better at it, right? So that's called progress. So fuck off project, uh, perfection. Progress and growth. That's what we're looking for. So as I'm jumping off the diving board and I'm falling down towards the water, about halfway down, or well, that's how it felt to me, I already wanted to do it again. The fear had gone. The excitement kicked in. I've actually done it. So then the celebration and the feeling of, oh my God, I've actually done it. That all of that kicked in. And then I hit the water and it didn't hurt. And it was great. And I swam to the side and I went straight back up and I did it. And I was literally in a loop until my time ran out and I had to get out of the pool. But hundreds and hundreds of times after that, I'd done it again, which then led me to growing confidence, jumping off cliffs. So checking out the waters in, in, and swimming down and making sure it's all safe and deep and all that sort of stuff. And then jumping off cliffs when I'm abroad on holiday and then encouraging other people to jump off cliffs. And then I fast forward to, to a number of years ago where my daughter was tearful and, and afraid. And we had a really, really good heart to heart on the cliffs about what is she afraid of? Yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? And we went down and down and down and down until she realized there was nothing there other than an excuse. And when she went for it, she loved it. And then she came back up and she went again and again and she wanted to go higher and stuff. And we co I coached a few children off the, the, the cliff that day. And it gives me great pride that they took that leap of faith and they trusted themselves. And yeah, I might have lit, lit the touch paper like we do as coaches, but they trusted themselves, they backed themselves and they grew themselves. That's it. That's what imperfection is all about. No one was sitting there with a card in the water on a little pedalo, giving them scores as they landed or whether the splash was too big. No one gave a shit. The people were clapping and supporting and cheering them on because they are either fearful of doing it and wish they could, or they've done it and they felt the same uh, excitement and exhilaration. There's another one probably. 
people you surround yourself with and the people you listen to. You know, the noise of life. What are you tuning into? Are you tuning into the naysayers and the do-gooders? Or are you tuning into the people that are championing and celebrating and challenging you? Because that challenge and support is tough love. That championing celebration is also love. Anyway, screw the perfection. Become an imperfectionist. As I finish this call, I challenge you all to just say these words three times. I am a perfectionist. In fact, do it like this. Three words. I am a perf- I am forward. There you go. See, I'm, d- I'm literally validating the point again. And I think I said perfectionist back then. So even more so. I am an imperfectionist. Four words. I am an imperfectionist. And emphasize each word differently as you say it. So I am an imperfectionist. I am an imperfectionist. I am an imperfectionist. I am an imperfectionist. Give it strength. Give it juice. See how it feels. Admit that you are not a perfectionist and lean into that. I was on a uh, walk recently with somebody and um, they said about um, whatever it was, I don't want to break confidence, but whatever it was, let's just say it was eating. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get, I, I'm a guilty eater or whatever it might be or something like this. But how they described it, because the, the whatever the thing was, wasn't important. What was important was their ownership around it. Because when they described, they said, yeah, whenever I get stressed, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm the... Um, I'm the world's worst guilty eater. I like I straight to guilty eating. I sort of, and I just come and I'm like, okay, cool. We're carrying on walking. I say, look, just one thing. I want to reframe what you just said. I want to ask you to, to, to say, I'm the best. I am the best guilty eater. And they kind of stopped. And I'm like, well, why would I want to say that? And I'm like, because by telling yourself you're the worst, it's okay. It's over there. It's not you. You're not owning it at all. You can kind of excuse being the worst. But when you turn around and say, yeah, I am the best. And then the destructive behavior, I'm the best at it. I'm like a world champion at that. Your brain's going, well, why would you want to do that? It starts to ask you different questions. You start to ask you different questions. So when you say, I am an imperfectionist, and it may be the first time you've ever said that, it's going to trigger some new thought processes. This word trigger, right? It's not all bad. It's going to trigger some new neurological pathways. It's going to ask you to ask different questions that you may have never asked yourself before. That's where growth and change happens. That is a leap of faith. I am an imperfectionist. Go for it. Let me know how you get on. Chat below, guys. Peace out. Love you all. Ta-da.